1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
2: On this episode, Jonathan Kahn reveals the date of Jesus' birth.
0: Well, the reason why he would not have been born on December 25th is because if you go to Israel today, just as it was then, it is the coldest season, it is the winter, it is rainy or snowing at times, daunting. Forget about a pregnant woman traveling. I mean, even traveling under the best circumstances.
2: This podcast is supported by Paranormal Contractors, a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners. If you have unwanted paranormal activity in your home or business, it's time to bring in the professionals. Call 1-866-724-0800. 1-866-724-0800. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump
1: in the night. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres, Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Zerat.
2: Welcome to an abbreviated version of Conspiracy Unlimited on this Boxing Day. Hope you all had a great Christmas. No doubt some of you have more visiting with family and friends ahead of you, more turkey dinners, and maybe, if you're lucky, a few remaining presents to unwrap. I want to get right to this short interview with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, during which he'll reveal the most likely date of Jesus Christ's birth. First, I want to mention that this episode is dedicated to Calum McAllister down in Denver. People are always saying, Christmas is for children, Christmas is for children. And I always say, it's not, really. It's about a child, one very special child, uh, born in Bethlehem under a wonderful star over 2,000 years ago. But most of us probably understand that Jesus probably wasn't born on December 25th. So if he wasn't born on the 25th of December, when was it, and does it matter? Jonathan Kahn is the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger. And he's just come out with his new book, The Mystery of the Shemitah, the 3,000-year-old mystery that holds the secrets of America's future, the world's future, and your future. It's immediately become a national and New York Times bestseller, and it's uh, causing quite a stir around the world. Jonathan leads the Jerusalem Center Beth Israel in Wayne, New Jersey. And he's president of Hope of the World, an outreach to people throughout the world. He's also known for uncovering the deep mysteries of the Bible and has 2,000 teachings and messages uncovering the mysteries available at Hope of the World. Jonathan Kahn, how are you?
0: Great, Richard. <laughs> Great to talk to you.
2: Uh, always a pleasure to have you. So Jesus was not born on December 25th. I think most of us sort of understand that. But if not December 25th, then when?
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing is, you know, the, the first clue we have with this is the is the is this season. I mean, we well, the reason why he would not have been born on December twenty fifth is because you know if, if you go to Israel today, uh, just as it was then, it is cold it is it is the coldest season it is the winter it is it is rainy or snowing at times right. It's daunting uh forget about a pregnant woman traveling i mean even traveling under the best circumstances you know um and then the idea of the shepherds being out i mean they're the one season they're definitely not going to be out i mean if any is going to be winter out in their fields. so and on top of that the idea of the census. You know, the Romans uh, had planned the census to get money, you know, so the, the worst possible season to do this, they would just never do it in the winter. In fact, Jesus at one point, when he was speaking about the end times, he says, he says, pray your flight not be in the winter, because it just, you just, just could not travel then.
1: So right, right. here,
0: the winter is ruled out, you know. But then, what do we have left? You know, you have uh, the autumn is also ruled out because Because nine months before the nativity, Mary conceives and she makes a journey Down across Israel to see her cousin Elizabeth, who's pregnant with, which who the man will be John the Baptist. That's right. So that, but that puts that in the winter. That puts another yet another problem because you know again then we have a a journey which would be under the best circumstances very hard for a young woman, but across Israel. But forget it on winter time. So that leaves us with the summer and the spring. And so we got we have the summer. Um and the summer, you know, you could travel, but, uh, on the other hand, it is the working season. um the, uh, well, as far as the, it's a season of the harvest, it's a season of when, when everybody's in the field, not the time you, the Romans would have a census because they're just not going to leave the field, number one. And the other mystery in, in, with Jesus, uh, or Yeshua, is that all the greatest, uh, events of the New Testament or the, or the seminal events they all happen on Hebrew holy days. You know, he, uh, he comes into Palm, Palm Sunday. He comes into Israel. Well, that, well, that is uh, Nisan 10. That's the first Hebrew holy day that God gave the Jewish people. Then he dies on Passover, Nisan fourteen fifteen That's the other Jewish holiday. Then he rises on the on uh, Nisan 16, which is the Hebrew feast of first fruits as the first fruit. And then you have Pentecost. Even Pentecost is a Hebrew holy day called Shavuot. Right. So every single thing really all the biggest events happen on the Hebrew holidays. So we would expect, you know, if his death does that there'd be something significant about the birth linked to some Hebrew day, some special day. Well the problem with the summer is you don't have any on top of it. So that kinda leaves us to one more season to start with. And what you got is you, the only thing left is the spring. Now there's you have with spring all the, all the, uh, clues really fall into place because one, it would, nine months before the spring would be summer, you could travel. A time when a pregnant woman could be outside giving birth with her husband, yes, the spring works. And a time when shepherds are with their flock. In fact, you know, the times that shepherds are out in the field at night in Israel would be one season of the year, which is the season when the lambs are born. Uh And that the lambing season. Well, the lambs are born in the spring. That's really the only time they would be out in the field watching for the birth of lambs. And, you know, kind of you know, makes sense even, you know, theologically, because, you know, Jesus comes in as the Lamb of God. Right, right. He is born in Bethlehem, the place of the lambs, where actually the temple lamb sacrifices were raised, particularly in Bethlehem. He's greeted by shepherds who are watching, who are the ones who greet the births of lambs. So, you know, the, the, it really now is it down to March, or, well, actually, February, the earliest, then March, April, May, maybe, but March and April are the are the key parts of that. And that, that brings us, that now is it down even more. To a, to a particular month in Israel, which is called Nisan. Now, Nisan literally means the beginning. I mean, so it's a, it's the month of the beginning. So it's a great, you know, here the birth, you know, is going to be the beginning. It's the beginning of the age. Well, so it's the perfect time. And note also, there's a, tr- there's Hebrew traditions that, that the great sages of Israel are born in Nisan and die in Nisan. And we know that Messiah, or Jesus, died in Nisan and he dies as the Passover lamb. Well, one of the things that it's said about the Passover lamb is the Passover lamb is actually, you know, the actual lamb is a year old. It says one, a year old male without blemish. Well, that means that, that if the Passover lamb dies in Nisan and he's a, a, one year old as the lamb itself, that means he has to be born in Nisan. I mean, it just makes sense.
2: Right, you know, right. It just, it, it, in order to be a year old, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is there any... You know, is there any date on the Hebrew calendar that would be special because everything, you know, would be of some significance that would be linked to this and that it kind of has to fall in the right place? Because the, the other thing is, there are prophetic mysteries that not only does Jesus, you know, fulfill all these things on the Hebrew holidays, but he does so in the order that they appear in other words you know uh... nissan ten is said so that that's the day actually they brought the lamb to the to jerusalem or to their houses on passover well that Sunday. then he goes to the death and resurrection everything goes in order so if his birth goes in order it would have to be before you know passover it would have to be some time in nissan before that, well, is there any date that's significant? Well, there is one date. And that one date is the date it's Nissan 1. It's really the New Year's Day. And the, the interesting thing about Messiah's birth is that it has this, this quality or this, this effect. That it changes history, it changes the calendar. I mean, this is where we get, you know, we get our calendar gets divided by his birth, you know. And it's interesting that you know there's this one day on the sacred calendar of God that also does that same thing, divides the calendar, and that's Nissan one. It starts the new year. Right. And and it's interesting that you know one, one of the things that happened with the early church is that unfortunately is they divorced. The roots, you know, the Jewish roots, and it, and it kind of Romanized it. So they took the, you know, the Jewish context and put it in a Roman context. Well, interesting because today, you know, we sell it through, they they chose December twenty fifth, which is linked to New Year's, which again in the in the Roman calendar it has the same quality as in the in the Hebrew calendar it would be Nissan one. That's the New Year day. But then there's even more. I mean, this is your, you know the the show's called the conspiracy show. Well, you know, there's possibly conspiracy here too because. There, there's a, in the ancient church records, the church fathers, there's a, one church father called Hippolytus. And he's often cited as the one who came up with December 25th.
2: Saturnalia.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, you, exactly, Richard. I mean that of course it was a, a pagan thing and they appropriated it, but then they came up with, you know, justification for it.
2: Yeah, the church, so, the early church did that a lot. I mean, it made sense to in a certain extent if you you yeah. want to co op that bring these new people into the fold, you take over their pagan holiday and
0: exactly. Voila. Exactly. 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 Yeah, but it's not good history, you know, but it's exactly so. And so the thing is that they say that he is the one who had the earliest uh sighting of December 25th, but actually what they they found that in the 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 work that he has, it seems like his work has been doctored up. And from there's a, a work from the third century or two hundreds, and called De Pascha Computus, which is it, which is universally seen as based on the lost work of Hippolytus. And it says in it, Hippolytus says that Messiah is born in the springtime, linked to the Hebrew month of. Nissan, which is the same thing, again, Nisan 1. Right. And then, in the Lateran Museum in Rome, you know, there's an ancient statue of Hippolytus, which was, they say they think it was probably, probably done soon after his death. And on it, it says in Latin, it says "Genesis Jesus Christus" or the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. <laughs> right. And carved into the statue is the time, which correlates with the spring, the Hebrew month of Nissan. So we don't know if this has been suppressed or what, but it's even there in the early church uh... church uh, documents. But here, is, now here's another thing. I mean, and this is really cool. And and there's a lot. I mean, there's things we do not have time, but things from the Dead Sea Scrolls and so much. Of, but here's something right here. That you know, one of the things in in the Gospel of John, it says in, it says the word was with God in the beginning, the word was God. Then it says the word became flesh hmm. and dwelt among us. Well, that's the incarnation, so, right? Now, the, the, or some translations say the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. Well the greek word there for dwelt or tabernacle is the word is the word skenero now now that's the same word that's used in the new testament to speak of the tabernacle and now now in other words the incarnation of the of jesus in the new testament is linked to the tabernacle and the word became flesh, and set up a tabernacle, or set up a tent. In other words, when he took a body, he's like putting up a he's setting up a tent. It's temporary, he comes into the tent. Right, well, right. The, the amazing thing is, in the Old Testament, there is the, the beginning of this, where it is actually the, the origin of this, where it is a picture, it's the only picture in the Bible that has this, where, where it says God actually set up a tent in the wilderness, it was called the tabernacle. And that tabernacle, when you put it into Greek, becomes that same word that's linked to when it says the word became flesh or talking about the incarnation. So, what do we know about the tabernacle? Could it have a clue when God set up a tabernacle among his people in the wilderness? It was called the tent of meeting. Where the glory of God actually dwelt with Israel in this tent. Could it have a clue? Well, the amazing thing is it does. I mean, an amazing so. First of all, the the tabernacle was was built. It took nine months to build it, which is the same the same period of time of a human pregnancy, number hmm. one, that you have that right there. And it begins right at Mount Sinai when, you know, when, when Israel, in a sense, enters a covenant with God, which right. is a marriage. So now you have, you have this, this nine months coming, coming together of this tabernacle. And remember, this is the, this is the key in John of the incarnation. Well, when was it finished? Well, the Bible gives the exact date of when it was finished, which would correspond to the birth, when this thing is the conception, from conception at Sinai to the finishing of the Tabernacle of God, well, it gives the the date. Now, what is the date? The answer is, you know, is in Exodus 40, and verse 1 and 2, it says, You shall raise up the tabernacle of the congregation, you will put in there the ark that's in it, that's where the presence of God was, and here it says in Hebrew, the Yom Hakodesh Harishon Ba Lakodesh. Translation You will do this in the first month of the year on the first day of that month. What is the what is the first month? It's Nisan. What is the first day? Nisan one. Wow. So it's really it's even in there. The wow. tabernacle, the picture that the Bible gives of God tabernacling on earth is the gives the exact date as Nissan one. And you know, it's amazing because not only that, and we can't go into all the detail now, but but even the priestly calendar and the Dead Sea Scrolls point to the same date of Nissan one there's even even astronomy the appearance you know we talk about what would have happened in the east that the magi who were astrono- astrologers or astronomers back then that's what it was
2: they were Persian right they were yeah, Zoroastrians Persians, the
0: Persian Zoroastrian cast of right. the priests who studied the stars all the time you know back then you didn't really have astronomers they were all astrologers because they looked for signs in the stars but right. but they, you know they're looking at it. well what would have caused them and there's a whole thing we can go to you know the God willing another time but, but there was an occur- the occurrence where all these things line up in the east that they would have linked to Israel and and it's linked to, you know, what they have certain parts of certain planets they believe were linked to Israel certain certain things meant a king or a star and so put it all together the event happens on Nissan 1 (laughs) You you know, on 6 B.C. Nissan 1 and by the way, you know, you know, we think what we say well that's kind of strange we're talking about 6 BC. Well, the thing is we know the calendar is wrong on that. Jesus you know, yes. was not born in the year 1
2: because Herod the Great was dead by uh, the year 1.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was dead exactly. He was dead in four BC, and it says that we know that from Josephus, and it says in the same in that same thing, it says that Herod ordered the the death of all the children in Bethlehem who were according to the the appearance of the star, what the magi told him, and so he he ordered the death of all of them two years old and up. So he got four BC and two years old up. Well, what does that mean? Well, it goes back to six BC. Well, when you put all these things together, not only the priestly calendar, um, also the again the this, this astron- astronomical calendar, all these things point to Nissan. Not, not, only, the year, not only the year, but Nissan one, the exact date. I mean, you know, there, and, and really, there is so remarkable. much remarkable. to this and pointing to it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just give a, a one little other mystery here with that, and that is, it, I call it the mystery of the goel. And in the Bible, this mystery is this: there's a law that God gave to Israel. That if a, 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 a mother you know uh, you know or actually a wife cannot bear children and her husband dies, then the, the the nearest relative could be a brother can redeem in a sense the line of the brother by marrying the widow and raising up children and so that the person is called the goel which means the redeemer but specifically a redeemer who intervenes in the line now the interesting thing is in the bible there's this mystery about the goel and that is that you keep seeing this intervening or intervention into one particular line or, li- or lineage in israel and that's the line of judah in the time of judah the very first the one who started the line you have this 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 goel redemption takes place there's an intervention later on in the book of ruth ruth boaz this famous story of boaz and ruth he marries Ruth, she's the widow, and becomes the Goel of Ruth, and he's also the line of Judah, and by the way, their baby is born in Bethlehem. It's like a growing mystery. Well, the final mystery of the Goel is that God Himself is going to become the Goel, and He's going to intervene in the line of man and it's going to be in the line of Judah same line it's going to be in Israel he's going to come upon them and, and come upon Mary and so you have this this gigantic goel redemption like god marrying earth and marrying us and becoming one with us you know and from this is born jesus or yeshua in bethlehem well the time that ruth would have conceived when you look at the book of ruth when this goel redemption would have taken place would lead the birth of her son to the time of nissan in other words the time of the school of redemption is is about is nine months before nissan which is when it would have happened to mary for it to be nissan one so this is just another another you know every single piece lines up to this exact time and you can even trace it out by you know one thing we know is that we know that the, that john the baptist was born six months before jesus and we know that his father was in the temple as a priest uh, under a certain, you know, receiving this revelation, well, we know there's actually an ancient priestly calendar that we can tell when this would have happened. And there's only there's only two times of the year he could have been in that temple, and one of those times leads to the birth of Messiah being, again, Nisan
2: 1. Wow, this is pretty well. This seems like it's nailed shut. I mean, there, how is this being received how, when you deliver this message to uh, to pastors and parishioners and so forth? How did uh, is there resistance to this? I mean, what's I mean, what's the big deal? Why can't we just acknowledge that Jesus was born April uh, or uh, Nisan one uh, six BC?
0: Well, it's it's you know, I mean, <laughs> I think mo- the 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 reaction, Richard, mostly. Is wow, you know, like wow, and like I knew most people, as you said at the beginning, know it cannot be December twenty fifth, and so you know, there's very, there's only certain times it could be, and even more, even really, most historians will say, you know, just just based on the the one thing about the lamb, the lambing season, and the shepherds. Right away, it's gotta be around that time. But most people are pretty, you know, like, whoa, you know, hey, yeah, you know. And, and really, listen, let I me mean, look at it. Look at the time. It's the time of the beginning. What springtime. What a perfect, it's just the time of new beginnings. It's the beginning of the beginning. It's even in Hebrew, God called the month the beginning. I mean, so, I mean, it's kinda of like, in some ways, it's pretty obvious, you know. But most people, I think, unless you're so committed to December 25th, or you're so committed, you know, to giving gifts, and you know, and then, the, it's really, you know, hey, what a cool thing, you know I mean, because it it, it works, it fits, and God is perfect, I mean, because he doesn't do anything sloppy. you know. No, I mean, the
2: symmetry, the symmetry in the biblical narrative is astounding, despite the fact that we're talking about, what, 66 books written over, you know, 3,000 years or whatever it is, I mean, it just, it just fits together like a glove,
0: a hand in a glove. Listen, I was originally an atheist, and so, you know, what, what change me is exactly what you're saying is there was just nothing nothing like the bible no book with the consistency with the authority and with prophecy that was coming true that is coming true i mean that's what got me in the whole thing god is so perfect and you know every every moment of his life or every big event happens according to the hebrew prophetic calendar in fact we haven't gone into it but the other part of that mystery that is that god has set up the whole age according to the hebrew calendar and so the beginning of the calendar is the the springtime and that's when the first coming and all these things take place but the, the other part of the Easter calendar is the autumn when you have the feast of trumpets and you have all these, all these feasts that all speak about the end times. And that's why, you know, there are many believers and I believe they're absolutely right and that, that, that the second coming is geared to the autumn feast. Trumpets, the day of the Lord and tabernacle. So there's a whole, a whole mystery that would begin the first day of that Easter calendar is the Psalm 1.
2: Jonathan, uh, always a pleasure and uh, a very blessed Merry Christmas to you. You too, Richard. God bless you. Jonathan Kahn. All right, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to fill you in on what's coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show, why not consider becoming a supporter? Go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. That's right. We've changed the name of our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. And check out our three support tiers. The Truth Seeker tier the whistleblower tier, and the star chamber tier. Donors can receive access to an exclusive monthly Google Hangout on air or a monthly live chat with me. You can also be eligible for a monthly draw and a chance to win Conspiracy Show and Conspiracy Unlimited merch. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Your support is greatly appreciated. Next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, one of the world's great mentalists, Heim Goldenberg, will be here to shock and amaze. So when I saw Yuri Geller on TV, and he took a spoon, and he looked at the spoon, and he started to bend it. So immediately I tried. I took a spoon, and for maybe 10 minutes, I tried, tried many different ways. So I tried, and it didn't work for me. And I tried again the, the day after, and the day after, and it didn't work for me for two years. But I never quit. Every morning, it became my morning routine. I went to the kitchen, I took a spoon, and I tried. Sometimes one minute, sometimes ten minutes. But two years after, I took a spoon, and I remember like it happened yesterday. I, I, my eyes was closed, and I opened the drawer, I took a spoon, I looked. I, I just moved it a little bit, and immediately I felt something weird. So I opened my eyes, and I saw that the spoon is bending more and more and more and more. Until then, I'm Richard Serret. So long for now.